This week on Foamcast Radio, new Nerf Blasters are just days away from release. Your Nerf Perks points get a little more time before they're lost forever. The Caliburn is about to get mass-produced. I've got your Requisition Recon and Battlespace Intel, and we revisit the best Foamcast Radio moments from 2018. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Before we get into the Stratcom, I've got a quick sit rep for you. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably noticed that I recently got really excited about a supply drop I got from XShot. They sent me a regenerator and a turbo fire, and I'm currently kind of putting them through their paces, and I'll have tactical analyses of both blasters for you soon. Also, I got all sorts of Christmas gifts from friends and family that are nerfing related. My wife particularly blessed me with a Nerf and Strike Elite Infinis, a Nerf Rival Hera, and a Nerf Zombie Strike Scravenger, as well as several thrifted blasters I'd never even seen before, so that was really cool. I also got a Nerf Ultimate Battle Vest and plenty of other ammo and tactics from other people. If you don't follow me on Instagram yet, go ahead and head over to Instagram.com slash FoamCastRadio and follow me because I post this sort of stuff all the time. Another interesting thing, and then we'll get to the Stratcom, I have a new sponsor starting with this episode. It's Hobby King, so listen up for that ad later on in the show. This sponsorship is really exciting. All right, enough of that. Let's get into the strategic communications, or as we like to say for short, the Stratcom. First up, new Nerf Blasters are available starting next week. Sources working for Target in the United States have confirmed that the Nerf Rival Hypnos, the Nerf Modulus Ghost Ops Shadow, and the Nerf Zombie Strike Nailbiter will be available on shelves starting on Sunday, January 6th. Now, a few people have already gotten their hands on these blasters from stores that have put them out early, but the official release date is the 6th. Speaking of new blasters, the Nerf and Strike Elite AccuStrike Talon Strike, which is an AccuStrike reskin of the Nerf Zombie Strike Side Strike, is actually already available on store shelves. The reason this sort of flew under the radar is because this blaster was never actually officially announced by Hasbro, but it has already been seen on store shelves in Toys R Us Canada, so if you're interested in it, you should be able to find it available online and possibly in other stores in the U.S. as well. Next up, Nerf Perks has been extended to March 31st of 2019. If you listened to my last episode, you would have heard a quick reminder from me letting you know that the program was scheduled to end on December 31st and that you should spend your points before that happens. Well, I actually missed the memo because on December 20th, a few days before I put that episode out, Hasbro extended the program until March 31st of this year. If you got any new blasters for Christmas... See if you can get a hold of those original receipts because you'll want to go and collect those Nerf Perks points and just make sure that you keep an eye on it and you don't let them expire on March 31st. Finally, Worker has announced that they will be producing and selling the Caliburn. Officially, the only name that I've heard for it so far is the Holy Sword, but this may just be a translation error. We also don't know the exact price yet or the release date. What we do know is that Captain Slug, the creator of the Caliburn, is actually a part of the entire deal, 
and he will be earning royalties from the sales. Now, because Worker made this announcement initially and not Captain Slug, there was initially some negative backlash as a result of this announcement because a lot of people thought Worker was just taking the open source files and selling the design that someone else came up with. But apparently this is a deal that has been worked out with Captain Slug, and they've been working on it since back in September of last year. We'll keep you updated as to the price and release date of the blaster. Foamcast Radio is supported by Flux Sunglasses. Whenever you're flinging foam, you need to be wearing eye protection. But shop glasses don't protect you from glare or UV rays, and most sunglasses are either too expensive for the battlefield or too cheap to hold up to punishment. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about Flux Sunglasses. These stylish sunglasses are durable enough to protect you from flying foam, polarized to cut glare, UV protected, and ridiculously affordable. For a limited time, my listeners can visit foamcastradio.com flux and use the coupon code foamcast at checkout to save 15% off their already low prices. Protecting your eyes on the battlefield is important. Don't wait another day to protect yourself with the only brand of eyewear I trust when I'm out on the field. Visit foamcastradio.com slash flux right now and don't forget to use the coupon code FOAMCAST to save 15% off your entire order. Thanks to Flux Sunglasses for being the official eyewear of Foamcast Radio. Alright everybody, it is time for a tactical analysis. I was really excited on Christmas because I was gifted one of the new Nerf Ultimate Battle Vests. This is Nerf's newest, latest, and greatest tactical vest, and it is far superior to the previous versions. So let's get into the details. Retailing for 30 US dollars, this vest features a zipper front closure, Velcro adjustments on both the sides and shoulders, magazine pockets on the front as well as one other additional accessory pocket on the front, elastic dart loops on the front, and a large mesh pocket on the back. Now what's really great about this vest is that it is comfortable even for moderately sized adults. I'm not a particularly big guy, I wear medium shirts, and the previous version of the Nerf vest would very commonly come undone or come off of me because I had to adjust the Velcro all the way out just to get it to fit. This one has great adjustability, it's easy to get on and off with that zipper closure, and like I said, it is sized larger, so in addition to smaller children, it can now also fit moderately sized adults. Aesthetically, it's very different, but it's very cool. It includes the new blue and gray camo style on black fabric, which matches the newer and strike elite blasters like the Infinis or the Ruckus. I've got a picture of it over on my Instagram if you want to check it out. Functionally, it's very solid. It has magazine holders that are full pockets instead of just those elastic loops, so they actually hold magazines of any size very securely, and they don't flop around when you're running like they did with the older vests. This vest is also made out of much more durable material, and it really seems like it's going to be able to hold up a lot longer. And because it uses a zipper closure instead of Velcro, the main closure that you're going to be using over and over again is not going to wear out like it does on the older Velcro vests. 
One final note is that there is a very large empty area over on the left side that potentially you could sew some Velcro on, which would allow you to attach patches. So that's a really cool modification potential. Overall, I really like this vest. It is a little bit spendy, but it's far superior to previous versions. If you want to check it out, I've got an Amazon link in the show notes at foamcastradio.com. Speaking of Amazon, it's time for your requisition recon. I found several awesome Amazon deals for you this week. The Nerf Ultimate Battle Waste Pack is on Amazon for only $8.45 US down from 15 US dollars, making this the new lowest price ever on Amazon for this item. And the Nerf Zombie Foam Axe is on sale on Amazon for 10 US dollars, down from 15. This is also the lowest price for this item ever on Amazon. Swinging over to Dart Zone, the Ballistics Ops Velocity is on sale on Amazon for only 40 US dollars, down from its normal price of 70 US dollars. And the Dart Zone Power Bolt Belt Blaster is on sale on Amazon for 11 US dollars down from its normal price of $25. Both of these are also at their lowest prices on Amazon ever. And of course, we can't forget about Boomco. The Halo ODST M6 is on sale on Amazon for only 10 US dollars, down from its normal price of 15. And the Boomco Rapid Reloader is on sale on Amazon for 10 US dollars, down from 20. Once again, these are the best prices for these items ever on Amazon. I've got links for all of these items over at foamcastradio.com. And don't forget to go join the Facebook fan group for Foamcast Radio. Throughout the week, various companies post giveaways of all sorts of Nerf-related items, and I always post these giveaways into that group. So make sure you join it so you'll be notified when these new giveaways start. Just go to Facebook and look up Foamcast Radio Fans. Alright, let's get into the Battlespace intel for this week. The Malacca Dart Blaster community is having their Braveheart First Strike Nerf War in Malacca, Malaysia on January 5th. The Johor Blaster Force is having their Ops Omega event in Johor, Malaysia on January 5th. The Southern Alabama Nerf Club is having their Nerf event in Mobile, Alabama on January 5th. The Brisbane Area Nerf Group is having their Mod Day at Cabas in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia on January 5th. Houston Area Nerfers Unite is having their War Number 24 in Humble, Texas on January 5th. The Los Angeles Foam Fighters are having their New Year's Nerf War in Los Angeles, California on January 5th. Philanerfia is having their Trouble in Rival Town event in Warminster, Pennsylvania on January 5th. The Maryville Nerfing Nation is having an event in Maryville, Missouri on January 5th. 307 Nerf Foam Flingers Group is having their New Year's War in Lander, Wyoming on January 5th. Project My Neighborhood is having their University of Minnesota Blaster Battles in Minneapolis, Minnesota on January 5th. Nerfworks NI is having their Fortnite-themed Nerf event in Ballyclare, Northern Ireland on January 5th. And the Suburban Detroit Nerf Club is having their Dart Ops 2 Ambush from the Shadows event in Detroit, Michigan on January 5th. For more information about any of these events and to make sure your event makes it onto the podcast, head to foamcastradio.com slash intel. All right, everybody, it's time for your counterintelligence contest for the week. The winner of the last counterintelligence contest was Archer. They will be receiving a Foamcast Radio Christmas ornament, and this week I'm going to give away a Foamcast Radio 17-ounce mug. This is one of those taller mugs that you might have seen, and I've never sent one of these out before, so if you're interested, this is definitely the time to enter the contest. 
All you have to do to do that is go to foamcastradio.com slash win and enter the keyword Hobby King. That's H-O-B-B-Y-K-I-N-G, Hobby King. Good luck, everybody. Foamcast Radio is supported by Hobby King. When I need a new battery for my latest blaster build, my favorite place to go is Hobby King. I can put in the exact specs and dimensions I want, and Hobby King gives me a list of candidates at incredibly affordable prices. Every flywheel build I make has a battery in it from Hobby King because I can count on them to fit perfectly and have the discharge rating and capacity I need for maximum performance and reliability. You can get 100 reward points when you create your Hobby King account for free right now. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash hobbyking. Once again, to get 100 reward points, go to foamcastradio.com slash hobbyking and create your Hobby King account for free right now. Thanks to Hobby King for supporting Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, it's time to head into the war room, and this week I'm doing a special episode that's going to be a little bit different. Instead of an interview with a guest, I wanted to recap 2018 by going through some of my favorite moments from the podcast. It has been a huge struggle narrowing down the options, so if there's a particular moment that you remember that you think I should have included, definitely head over to the fan group at Foamcast Radio Fans on Facebook and bring it up over there because there is definitely going to be some discussion about this. These were just a few of my favorite moments, and I just wanted to share them with you one more time. I'm going to go through them in the order that they appeared on the podcast, not necessarily the order of how much I liked them, so please don't think that I'm putting my favorite moment first or saving my favorite moment for the last. I'm just doing them in chronological order. First up, I really liked talking to Rob Wilson from Barricade Battles. I didn't realize when we started the interview that he had actually been using blaster battles to teach school kids about history. And when he started talking about that, I dove off into that tangent because I found it to be so interesting. Take a listen. Um, And the second thing that I've started doing is um, approaching schools to kind of use Nerf as a teaching tool. So that's the the newest thing on my agenda. So so when you say uh, using Nerf as a teaching tool, what what do you mean by that? So it's it's kind of experimental at the moment because um, there are some natural barriers with Nerf, but um, it's essentially uh, trying to match up with uh, the history curriculum. So uh, effectively using World War One and World War Two uh, as backdrops and using Nerf within that to kind of explain. Um, the battle strategies, what trench warfare would have been like, um, and using uh, appropriate type blasters as well to kind of represent the kind of weaponry that they would would have had and the technology that was available at that time as well. So it's using it as a tool. That's really awesome. I think uh, that's that's a, a, an amazing idea, and I haven't even heard that from anywhere else. Um, the just the educational potential of uh, using this form of play to get kids engaged in it. Um, that's really cool. I I'd never thought of that before. Um, what what gave you the idea to to experiment with that? Uh, so one of um, one of my friends is a historian, 
Uh, and he already... You can listen to the rest of that interview on episode 9. Next up was one of my favorite and most fun interviews, and also probably the favorite interview in general of all my listeners. I say that because this particular episode has more downloads than any of the others. I'm speaking, of course, of the interview with the stars from the Toy Boys Inc. TV YouTube channel. These guys were a ton of fun to talk to, even though it was a little bit difficult because they are kids and they like to answer with one-word answers. But they were super cute, and they actually inspired this real-life sentence from my wife, let's make Nerf babies. I'm not making that up. Anyway, take a quick listen. So you guys like having Nerf battles with your dad? Yeah. And mom, sometimes. Now, when you guys make the videos, um, who actually comes up with the ideas for them? Oh, uh, everyone except for Branson, because he doesn't know how to. So, so you guys kind of all have a group effort, right? You're like a team coming up with the ideas? Yep, yeah. And then once you actually have an idea, uh, about how long does it take you guys to make the video? About one to two weeks. So it sounds like you guys put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. So who does all the uh, the editing for the videos after all the footage is made? Dad sometimes does it and mom sometimes does it. So your parents help you out a lot with that? Yeah. Yeah. And do you guys think that over the last three or four months, you guys have gotten better at making the videos? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to recommend to my listeners that they go check out your YouTube channel. If you want to hear the rest of that interview with the Toy Boys Inc. TV stars, you can listen to it on episode 13. All right, next up was the interview that I did with Chelo Lorino. You might know him as Captain Xavier. When I was talking to him about his plans for a Nerf makerspace, he surprised me by telling me that his plan was for there to be a lot of different tools and parts and pieces and tidbits for people to use that he would provide for free to anyone who wanted to use the makerspace. Going into the interview, I had no idea that he was going to be planning this, and so that really took me off guard. Take a listen to exactly what he said and my reaction. A little bit more about your, your uh, you know, arena and range and your plans for all these different things. One of the things, though, that um, I was thinking about is it sounds like, if you know, if you want to have these flywheels and cages and motors and switches, are you going to have, like, a shop there where people can buy those things? Is that kind of your, your plan? Actually, honestly, my goal is to be able to provide them free of charge. I don't want this to be a business. I want this to be a, a thing that I'm voluntarily creating, uh, which is why I finally created the Patreon. I'm hoping that the Patreon will help fund the worker space. So um, when I need to buy motors or switches or you know filament for 3D printing things, um, I wouldn't have to charge people. Now, blasters tend to get a lot more expensive. And if it's a particularly expensive component, I might charge it. But motors, you're looking at $4 per motor and I can print you know, cages for next to nothing, uh, switches are $2, wiring is next to nothing. Things where it starts getting expensive are actually the flywheels and the blasters themselves. So, you know, those things I may ask for, you know, a donation or actually just a straight up charge. Um, but for the most part, I want it to be as inexpensive for people to be able to start getting into as possible. Up to a certain point, of course, you know. Absolutely. And that's that's really exciting. I think a lot of people are going to hear that and just be like, wow, like that's pretty cool that you're you're so uh, committed to trying to you know help people in the hobby and everything. You're not even thinking about charging people for this kind of thing. Just like if, if someone feels like making a donation, they can. Um, obviously, for things that are 
you know, more expensive, um, that kind of thing you wouldn't be able to provide. And that makes sense. But I, I think it is really cool that you would have the switches and the motors and stuff like that just there for people to use if they need them. I think that's, that's really cool. Would, would you, um, would you basically be allowing the makerspace to be used for free or would there be like some kind of monthly charge or like membership fee? Using it would definitely be free. Um, whether I'm actually able to provide parts for free, you know, kind of end up, you know, if, so many people show up that I'm getting, you know, losing money left hand over fist. Um, but coming and using the tools and asking for my help will always be free. That's really awesome and exciting. I think a lot of people are going to be uh, really excited to hear about that. All right. If you want to hear the rest of that interview, you can listen to it over on episode 18. Next up was my interview with Mel and Al from Monkeytron Collective. They actually came onto the podcast to talk about Foam Fest, the event that they're working on putting together over in the UK. But as always, we also talked about their origin and how they got into the nerfing community to begin with, which was a really interesting story. I learned a lot more about them, and I think a lot of you guys did too. Anyway, take a quick listen to their interview. So really quick, can each of you kind of give your origin story in the sort of the nerfing hobby, how you guys got into this, and how you got Monkeytron Collective started? Okay, yeah, so we're Mel and Al. Uh, we're Monkeytron Collective. Uh, we're, it's ourselves and our family. Uh, we do this as a kind of family group. We're nerf enthusiasts, uh, we're modders, painters, players, and we're also game organizers. And we travel about all over the UK, uh, going to games. Uh, we also attend comic cons and festivals uh, as kind of traders selling uh, Nerf, uh, custom Nerf stuff and other things. We have a mobile Nerf target range as well. And we're also involved with uh, Foam Dart Thunder, who put on the biggest Nerf events in the UK just now. Uh, we started about nine years ago, uh, back, back in the old N-Strike days, when all we had was uh, Mavericks and Recons and stuff. We were kind of toy collectors, and, and the kids uh, liked Nerf. And we kind of slowly started. Uh, Nerf became a big kind of part of family life and playing playing along. Yeah, we kind of joined in with them, didn't we? Yeah. And then it became our own hobby yeah. as well. And then a much bigger part of everybody's life. <laughs> yeah. We kind of dis- discovered Nerf modding through uh, YouTube and uh, watching all the usual guys on YouTube uh, back then. I was kind of look- looking for reviews on YouTube of different blasters to buy and discovered uh, this kind of Nerf modding community and hobby that was uh, kind of happening. There was all the HVZ stuff going on in America. Didn't really know anything about that in the UK at the time. So it was really interesting to find that and uh, started tinkering about with the blasters ourselves and uh, doing that. And then we found uh, Britner, which is kind of the epicentre of um, of Nerf in the UK. Fantastic community with uh, a packed forum full of great advice and information. And, and now we're really proud to be a part of, of the Britner community. We kind of take our lead from them as well. And we've got more and more involved in games all over the UK, really, that are being put on by other Britner games organisers. Yeah, we're very active members on Britner. Uh, as I say, we travelled. There's loads of different games all over the UK now. And we, we do make a point of travelling along to as many as we can. We've kind of organised a few games ourselves for the kids, for kind of birthdays and involving kind of friends and family and stuff. We really enjoyed that. Uh, and then we found it was a Foam Dar Thunder was the kind of guy who was organising organised events near, near to us. So we started attending some of those games and uh, it was good. We just uh, ended up getting friendly with the guy, the Neil, that organises the events there. And we kind of slowly became part of, part of the team, helping him out and helping run events for him as well. Kind of over, over the last few years, we've uh, became most well known for doing a kind of a, a custom paint jobs. We do lots of kind of quirky themed kind of paint jobs and hydro dipped blasters, 
nice and bright and colourful, often kind of character-themed ones and stuff. Uh, became kind of quite well known for that over the last few years. Yeah, something that we both do. So we do it together and yeah. we enjoy that. Yeah. That's kind of brought us to where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, and you guys are toy collectors, right? So you collect all. If you want to hear the rest of that interview, you can listen to it on episode 21. Foamcast Radio is supported by Life Aid. When I get out on the foam battlefield, I ask a lot of my body. Both my muscles and my mind get pushed to their absolute limits. That's why I depend on the nutrients and natural ingredients of Life Aid beverages to boost my performance both on and off the battlefield. Whether it's Focus Aid to help me keep a clear head in the midst of the chaos, Fit Aid to help me recover after a skirmish, or Party Aid to rehydrate after a long day of combat, I know I can count on the all-natural ingredients of Life Aid beverages to keep me going. For a limited time, Life Aid is offering my listeners an exclusive discount of $20 off your first purchase of a 24-pack. Stop filling your body with energy drinks packed with artificial colors, flavors, and sweeteners that will dehydrate you and leave you feeling drained. Try the delicious and healthy Life Aid beverages today. Order a 24-pack of Life Aid right now and get $20 off. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash lifeaid. That's foamcastradio.com slash L-I-F-E-A-I-D. Thanks to Life Aid for supporting Foamcast Radio. Next up, we have the Atomic Dart League. Now, before this, I had already talked to Jesse Kavarovics about the FDL-3, but in this interview, I was able to get Jesse and Jackie Kavarovics and Stephen Cook, also known as TK1138. We had a really great conversation about the ADL, how it started, where it's going, and it was really interesting. If you don't know a lot about the ADL, this is definitely the episode to listen to. Take a quick listen to just a tiny part of that interview. And switching over a minute to you, Jesse, uh, I understand you're the one who sort of had this original idea idea to start the ADL? Yeah, I mean, I guess we could call it that. It, it's not so much the idea. It's So the way this played out, and Stephen touched on this a little earlier, is we did quick flag at the SCNC one more. And like he said, this was, uh, we have the flying nerf chicken in the SCNC, who is a long time NIC nerfer. Um, and he had the idea to, you know, do a 5v5 thing at the SCNC one day. And we did that. And like Steven said, it lit all of our fires. Like this was totally different than we had all done before. I know like I've played paintball in the past and it's a, it's kind of like that, but this is very much not the usual nerf thing. And so like the, the second we did that, I knew that like that was what I wanted to do a lot of. And that's the kind of nerf that I wanted to play. Um, so, you know, after doing that, my, my fire was really lit. And then, you know, we went over to Scotland. We played speedball in Scotland, which was also 5v5. And Neil of Foam Dart Thunder was, um, you know, starting speedball. And that was like his speedball trial game. And he, he was trying to figure out rules. And like we had just done this in the U.S. And it was this really cool, like everybody was in the right place at the right time sort of thing. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily call it that it was my idea, but like I kept everybody's fires lit and i remember like talking to steven and chat and being like this is what we're doing next like you just wait this is going to be the cool thing and eventually um jangular announced that he was starting the bta and it was like at that very moment that you know we were done waiting doing anything anything with this so like the second he started the bta we said let's do this we're going to do atomic and we both like started this thing at the same time and um it's been 
it's been really great since then. But we also realized we needed Jackie on board because the two of us together are dreamers and Jackie is a doer. Yeah. <laughs> I dream too. It's just I'm better with things. <laughs> She keeps it all organized and she makes sure that all, you know, everything's done and all our, our eyes are dotted crossed. and T's are crossed and whatnot. Well, and so, and so speaking of, of you, Jackie, um, as far as your- if you want to hear the rest, and I definitely suggest that you do so, you can listen to the rest of that interview in episode 24. Next in my list of favorite moments was the interview that I had with Cherie Grumbles from the Luke Strong Foundation. If you don't remember, this is the foundation that was started by the mother of Luke Grumbles, a child who unfortunately was taken too early from us by cancer. But while he was undergoing treatment, he absolutely loved playing with Nerf Blasters, not only by himself, but with hospital staff and with the other kids at the hospital. This episode was really kind of moving and meaningful, and it definitely was interesting talking to Cherie and listening to her upbeat attitude and how she has turned Luke's tragedy into this incredible opportunity to influence kids. Take a quick listen. Not only did he have fun with Nerf Blasters, but uh, he also liked to involve other people in the hospital, right? So how did he kind of use this new hobby of his to bring joy to other people and to other kids? Well, he didn't get much of an, you know, uh, much of an opportunity to to bring, you know, happiness to other kids as he would have liked to. Um, that was his future goal. But he was able to give one kid a Nerf gun and um, it couldn't have made Luke any happier. Um, it was the first time that Luke was able to do this and he, he had, a, had an extra Nerf gun. You know, once people saw that he really was into Nerf guns, because, you know, I posted all this stuff on Facebook and him playing with Nerf guns and all this and all of a sudden, you know, that's what we get in the mail, you know, <laughs> tons and tons of Nerf guns. So he had he had um, an extra one that he didn't have one of. And he was he was sitting around the hospital um, in his room one day and he was like, Mom, I would love to give this Nerf gun away to somebody. You know, I just wish I knew who I could give it to. And so one of the nurses came in and um, he asked the nurse, he said, is there do you know a little boy that would really enjoy a Nerf gun? And she was like, oh, my goodness, absolutely. You know, and he's like, well, can I give this to him and so we walked down the hall and we knocked on the door and the dad came the little boy couldn't even get out of the bed and um and anyways the dad came and got it from luke and handed it to the boy and i think he was maybe i don't know maybe luke's age 12 maybe a little older 12 or 13 but he was thrilled to get that gun and i'm telling you luke was even more thrilled i mean he he just was grinning from ear to ear he was so excited to be able to do that and um and when we left his room, he said, Mom, I want to be able to do that all the time. And and so he, there you go. His wheels were turning. He couldn't, um, you know, wait to be able to do that. Um, but another thing he did before he was uh, released from the hospital was... He- if you want to hear the rest of that interview, you can do so over on episode 26. Next up was the interview with Michael Needs, who is organizing the West vs. Zombies event. The reason I chose this as one of my favorite moments is because this is actually an event that I'm planning on going to, and so it was really fun to learn about it, learn about how it's going to work and what all is going to be involved, and I think that the event sounds like it's going to be awesome, and I really hope to meet a lot of you guys there. Take a quick listen to the interview. Now you have another event that you just announced the dates of. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that upcoming event? Oh, yeah. Uh, the next one for June 7th through 9th in 2019, what the, other, the next West versus Zombies is supposed to be 
festival is supposed to be. It is going to be at Fort Townsend, uh, Washington. And honestly, it's going to be really cool. Uh, we took, we are taking the best elements from last time and all in the criticism and feedback we got. And what's going to be happening is a day and a half of, well, half day con slash, uh, event style, like, t- I'm not, I'm not going to say like tournament stuff. I mean, like shooting gallery, top scoring and prizes for that, like for sniper, that kind of thing. We're going to have special events for, uh, for special prizes during the uh, convention for it, which is mainly going to be a swap meet rules. And it's kind of evolving from there. We're seeing what all we can get because now we finally have the location completely locked down. So we're seeing what all we can get. So that's still going to be under pro- uh, like in progress. Now the actual event itself is going to be one full day of PvP, uh, tournament style, uh, tournament style play. Three the quick flag is get is definitely going to be a thing. And thanks to the fact like all these trails branch on branch off to different like three distinct areas, we are definitely going to be doing some uh, uh, fort versus fort and having teams try to and having teams go at it like, for, uh, across these three trails all at the same time. And then the last day is going to be the HBZ part of it, which is mostly going to be open world, and then it's going to culminate into one big final, uh, big finale. Well, that sounds awesome. It sounds like a ton of different things that are planned, a bunch of different ways that people... To hear the rest of the interview, head over to episode number 32. All right, for my final favorite moment of 2018, I'm going to mention Jason Gamino and the interview that I had with him. He's also known as the YouTuber Broke Nerfing, and it was really fun talking to him, but it was also interesting to learn about how playing with blaster toys has actually influenced his life. Take a listen. Um, yeah, so I started uh, getting more involved in our community here, and it was basically all from just looking online at laser tag stuff, and I ended up finding the church, uh, finding the local community, BTA, and been a member ever since. Wow, that that is definitely uh, pretty heavy. I mean, you, you've definitely been through a lot, and it sounds like getting into this hobby kind of gave you something uh, that you could sort of put your focus and your energy into and kind of kept you going, and, and uh, I think that's pretty inspiring. W- would you say that's accurate? Yeah, definitely. I haven't had a hobby, an actual hobby, since I was in the Army, you know, since about, like, before 2009. That was probably the last time I had a hobby, and that was collecting video game consoles and uh, big old, you know, obscure video games and, and retro video games. I used to collect those. But that was the last hobby, the actual hobby I had. But all, you know, every, almost 10 years, I had no hobby at all. Just nothing interested me. I would play video games here and there, you know, watch stuff on YouTube and just keep to myself. I was totally reclusive, man. Just didn't go out, you know, just I, I did nothing, literally nothing for, for years until until this year. So so you find Nerf and you start playing at your at your local church. To hear the rest of that interview, you can head over to episode number 34. All right, everybody. Well, like I said, I had a ton of different things to choose from, and I had a lot of trouble narrowing it down, which is why I ended up with like eight different favorite moments. But there were way more than just eight. So if there are any episodes in the past that you haven't listened to, I definitely encourage you to do so because they are absolutely chock full of really cool information and talking to really interesting people. And like I said, if you have favorite moments that I didn't list here, head over to the Facebook fan group. 
Just go to Facebook and type in Foamcast Radio Fans. I'll start a discussion thread over there and you guys can bring up some of your favorite moments. Of course, one of my favorite moments is in every episode where I ask my guest what is their favorite blaster that they've ever played with. I've gotten a ton of different answers and I think the only way to do it justice is to play them all for you now. Enjoy. Hmm. My personal favorite blaster. Oh, that is so hard. Oh, boy. I'm going to give you my cliche answer first. Uh, I don't know. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I actually have a two-part answer to that question. Oh, that is, that's a tricky question. Um... <laughs> oh, I have a lot, <laughs> but let's see. Oh, I'm going to tell you what is probably going to be my favorite blaster. Oh, that's so hard. That is so hard and not fair. Oh, man. I have to go with the long strike. I think my favorite um, above all is probably the zombie strike sling fire. It's the ballzooka. Probably the rapper strike for sure, since I can add select fire. The nerf rush cut. What My favorite blaster specifically would be the rapid strike that I own called Rabbit's Foot. Fire is a heavily, heavily modified stampede. Gotta go old school with everybody here. It's the Max Force series, and my favorite is the Manta Ray. So my favorite blaster would probably be the one that's been with me the longest, which would be my Power Strike 48. I just got a strike. Nerf Rebel Crossbow uh, Integration done by Naptown Nerf. Uh, mine would have to be the Barricade. Uh, I really like Rapid Reds. So he actually had two guns that he loved. Um, one was the Mastodon, <laughs> and then he has uh, what's called the Judge, which is another huge Nerf gun. But those were definitely his two favorites. A 3S Lipo Nemesis that has been bullpuffed down to fit in a backpack. The very first blaster I bought when I joined the SCNC was a hammer shot. Okay, it's a dead tie between uh, Desperado, my suitcase one, that has like a quantum inside the suitcase and fires out that way, and Todd, which is a modified Punisher I had back in 2011 that held 180 rounds. I'm probably going to make a lot of people angry with this thing because I've heard the best mod is cutting the handle off and putting it on something else, but I've always been a big fan of the Maverick Rev 6. The Desolator and the Demolisher. But the short answer would be, at this point, I would say my strike. I gotta say, my favorite blaster is the strike. They're awesome. Well, I'm gonna be a little boring here and say the strife. I know it's not a strife. Strife is too simple of, a, of an answer. It's either between my Caliburn or my top tier strife. I, don't, I can't choose between my Caliburn and my strifes. It would definitely have to be the Caliburn. Well, for me, um, I'm an FDL fanboy, for, so for me, it's the FDL baby. Yeah, we both have FDLs, and I do love mine too, because it's just so versatile. When I'm in a tight spot and I want a blaster in my hand, that's the best one I got. That's definitely the FDL. It is probably one of the types of FDL. Um, you've heard this a million times. I'm sorry, I'm going to tell it again. This is the FDL 3. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about this blaster called the Foam Dart Launcher 3. No, actually, I'm not going to say the FDL 3. Favorite blaster, hands down, the Jolt. Jolt's hands down. My favorite blaster is the Nerf Jolt. A hammer shot's pretty cool because it's just so versatile. I wish I had a better answer for you because my natural answer is usually like, oh, I like the FDL 2. It's the best ever. <laughs>
All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening this week. Before I sign off, I want to give a quick thank you to my sponsors for this episode, Flux Sunglasses, Life Aid Beverages, and Hobby King. And of course, I want to thank all my guests in 2018 for all those great moments that you heard earlier. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com, where you can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio. Hi, I'm Ryan Engelstadt, licensed therapist and host of the Best Medicine Podcast, a show where I help people normalize conversations around mental health. I know firsthand how hard it can be to talk about these issues, but there are resources out there. If you're having suicidal thoughts or even just wondering what it would be like if you weren't around, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Once again, I'm Ryan Engelstadt of the Best Medicine Podcast, and I'm here to help too. So if you want to reach out to me through my podcast where I answer listeners' questions, you can find me on Twitter at EngelsRy, that's E-N-G-E-L-S-R-Y, or through the Anchor app where you can leave voice messages for my show. Thanks for listening, and thanks for taking care of yourself.